0: We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty.
1: American prosperity is the bedrock of freedom and security all over the world. An obligation to the heritage of liberty and dignity handed down to us by our forefathers.
0: It's time for the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height filling in today and stepping into the booth for Mr. Ed Martin. He's out on assignment uh, one more time, but happy to step in and give uh, a little bit of a uh, beginning and an end to the show here today. Do some uh, work and talk about a few things that matter. But uh, we've got a good show today, a really good show. Ed was actually able to record a couple of very good interviews. Looking forward to them. I hope that you are as excited about them as I am. John Schlafly is here with us today. Going to give us the weekly Schlafly Report. Uh, And then we've got Chadwick Moore uh, with us today as well. Chadwick Moore, uh, he's the author of Tucker, uh, the biography on Tucker. And he is back to talk with Ed today. But uh, before we go any further, let me remind you, go ahead over to ProAmericaReport.com and you can sign up for the email list, ProAmericaReport.com. You can also go to PhyllisSchlafly.com. And at those websites, you will find not only Ed's writings, but you will find the standalone segments, our guests, the notes, the links. All of the relevant resources, uh, as well as full podcasts of each of these shows, uh, all of the Pro-America Report programs, and most importantly, uh, at those websites, you can sign up for the email list. That is how you will stay in touch with us. And uh, let's get into it here. Uh, It's a wonderful Friday, cooling off across the country, getting into the fall season. Uh, I'm very excited about it. But um, you know what that means. As we get into the fall season here ahead of election year, we are getting into full swing. Uh, of all of the elections. And uh, boy, is there just a nonstop roller coaster of happenings in the world of uh, Trump land and Donald Trump's run uh, for the presidency uh, here in 2024. And I tell you what, uh, there is just an incredible movement of prosecutorial abuse from coast to coast, uh, Georgia up to Colorado and everywhere in between, out to D.C. Uh, it, it's an incredible thing that we are witnessing, you and I, in this country. And it is absolutely shocking to me as an American citizen to see the constitutional abuse uh, that is taking place, not only against uh, public figures like Donald Trump and uh, some of his team, his legal team, former uh, campaign team, but uh, against people you and me regular everyday americans uh just like us uh, who are getting by and trying to feed our families and provide a place to live it is absolutely incredible what's happening and and that's that's what you need to know today is the insurrection hoax is a real threat to america it's it's not fake (laughs) it's not a conspiracy theory it's real uh this Incredible hoax about an insurrection on January 6th, 2021 uh, has gone on long enough. And I think it's time that a lot of people who have avoided the issue jump in and uh, realize what's happening, that the real lives of people are being affected and changed over this, uh, that future presidential elections are being twisted and turned over this. And we all need to understand this issue for what it is and meet it head on because the left is using it. The left has created this tool, this monster that they are using using to beat their political opponents over the head. And we have to respond. People who love and understand freedom, uh, freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of religion. Uh, Those of us who understand the traditional values that this country was founded upon, we have to stand up and say enough. Uh, It's time to stop. This nonsense, uh, because the left is running amok with it, and I tell you what, it's 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 gotten bad. Well, here we'll, we'll do a little bit of a of a news wrap up here. If you're not familiar with it, this week obviously they've uh, kicked off a new campaign in a courtroom in Colorado to try to kick Donald Trump off of the ballot in that state uh, for the 2024 elections. But it's just a mess. Uh, it really is an incredible mess. I've got a great article here from Mike Davis that just came to out today in the Federalist, uh, another very good publication. You should check out if you haven't uh, regularly or recently, but... Uh Mike Davis uh, here in The Federalist says, uh, knowing they will lose at the ballot box, Soros-funded leftists are turning to lawfare to defeat Trump. And I tell you what, he's not wrong. Uh, He's not wrong at all. That is exactly what seems to be happening. We're throwing a Hail Mary here, uh, it seems, to try to stop Donald Trump on state ballots because uh, poll numbers are shifting. And you and I both know that polls are uh, slightly ridiculous. I think we've talked about that quite a bit here on the Pro-America Report, that polls are often wrong. Uh, The sampling of polls is typically done incorrectly. They can almost be, uh, you know, cast to do any uh, any kind of reading that you want, uh, any kind of results that you're looking for. Uh, And as as we saw in 2016, they can be so grossly wrong sometimes as to completely take the country by surprise. Uh, But uh, the polling now, even the, you know, the liberal polling. That's happening. The liberal polling firms that are casting these uh, surveys of prospective voters, even they are finding huge shifts, even in big blue states like New York, uh, huge shifts away from Joe Biden as their policies uh, come crashing down. And and it's just undeniable uh, front to back how awful uh, this inflationary, uh, big spending, uh, foreign aid uh, throwing money at other places and foreign wars uh, administration has been. People see it. They're feeling it. The poll numbers are showing it. And it's uh, definitely throwing the leftist campaign machine into uh, full throttle chaos. Uh, what chaos can we cause, I guess, is what they're saying. So uh, Mike Davis does a really good job breaking it down here. There's actually a few uh, pretty bad actors behind this whole thing and, and some new names you might need to know about. So we're going to post this on social media. I'll make sure we put it in the notes here uh, for this podcast and also uh, in the, uh, in the, on, on the websites. But this is something you're going to need to get into uh let's let's get let's get into a couple of the details here just to understand cuz the d- details matter uh, details in this matter uh in this uh, insurrection hoax uh that you need to know about uh the details definitely matter and uh what we've got here is an organization that is essentially trying to get Donald Trump off of the ballot uh because he is a quote unquote Insurrectionist. Well, there's a few key problems with that. First of all, uh, the and well, the, let's let's name who this is. The group behind this, the group that has filed this lawsuit, this is a left-wing billionaire-funded lawsuit, uh, and the group is called CREU, C R E U, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. Now, what this is essentially is a front group for leftist lawyers and leftist money bags. Uh, and I know I'm throwing around some uh, kind of nasty terms here, but that's just the reality of what this is. Uh, it's hiding behind some sort of nonprofit screen and looks like some sort of, uh, you know, transparent, cleaning up government waste and fraud and abuse type of thing. But uh, that's what this is. It's a front organization. And th- and this crew, uh, who receives funding from George Soros' uh, Open Society Foundations, they have a history of frivolous lawsuits targeting Donald Trump and uh, Trump's folks, especially in the D.C. area. And what this is, this is a very specific and very targeted legal attack, and abuse of the legal system to try to take down a political opponent, Donald Trump, and all of his allies. Uh, So what we're doing, this uh, this, uh, California, it feels like California, this Colorado case uh, has a lot of incredibly big holes. Uh, Essentially, what they're trying to do is arguing that Trump is guilty of insurrection, and therefore is ineligible, due to the 14th Amendment's disqualification clause, that he is in eligible to be on the ballot for president well this is a very incorrect legal theory for several reasons first of all it's not even clear in in the 14th amendment in the section three of the 14th amendment that they're referring to that it applies to the president that's referring to electors of the president and vice president not the president and vice president themselves Uh, but even then furthermore donald trump has not been Uh, federally convicted of, or even charged with insurrection for that matter, none of the individuals for January, uh, connected with January 6th have been charged with insurrection. Uh, each of these things for all of the lefts playing up of this January 6th insurrection, the January 6th insurrection, uh, all of the folks that have been dragged into prison that have been put through the ringer over this, uh, insurrection has not been on the charges. It is absolutely uh, incredible. It, it really is a massive, uh, ma- well, it's, it's a psychological operation that has convinced so many people in America of something that uh, there is absolutely no basis for, let alone legal basis, and yet now we're, we're filing all of these lawsuits over. It It's just incredible. This is one of the biggest hoaxes that has been perpetrated on the American people, and I think that a lot of folks are starting to wake up to it. It's time. That all of us do, that all of us wake up and then stand up and say, stop. No, you are doing exactly what you've accused uh, your opponent of doing. They've always accused Donald Trump of tampering with the 2016 election. Well, that's exactly what they're doing for 2024. They are tampering uh, using the legal system to abusing the legal system to get their political opponent off the ballot. They are tampering with the 2024 election. It's time that we call them out on it. It's time that we call them out on this insurrection hoax. It has gone on long enough. And that's what you need to know. Uh, The insurrection hoax has to stop. And that's that's what all of this news about the Denver uh, or about the uh, Colorado case and President Trump on the ballot is about. Uh, That's what is going on in Georgia with the election cases there. Uh, That's what's happening in D.C. in the January 6th uh, defendant cases. Uh, it, It is the insurrection hoax at its meanest. And it's time for the American people to stand up and say no and stop this nonsense. Uh, so that's what you need to know today. I wanted to put some context on some of the headlines, uh, but we're going to get on into it. We've got a long show here. Good, good show ahead. Chadwick Moore, John Schlafly, and then we'll come back and do the wrap up here at the end of the show. Stick with us after the break. We'll be right back here on the Pro America Report. Head to ProAmericaReport.com and PhyllisSchlafly.com for all the standalones and podcasts. We'll see you back on the other side of the break.
3: Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in a Pro-America Report. Time to catch up with John Schlafly. He was uh, at a, on an undisclosed mission to uh, Florida. Uh, he may or may not have stayed at, at, at or visited one of those places that's either worth $18 million or a billion dollars uh, down there, but he was out of town for a while. But he did finish the column, the weekly column of John Schlafly and Andy Schlafly. It is the Schlafly Report. Every Tuesday, it appears at townhall.com, our sister site, and is also uh, over at com with all of his other columns. Unplug the Green Boondoggle is the title. Title this week in um, time uh, for, I think, I don't know if you did it in time or uh, I can't remember now from my notes, but New Jersey just stepped back from one of the green boondoggles, I think. Um, so welcome back, John Schlafly. How are you?
1: Well, uh, yes, Ed, it was like our column predicted that because we're, we focused in the column on two things, uh, which are the wind energy boondoggle and the electric car battery boondoggle. Now, of course, there are other there are other forms of green energy which are very costly and not efficient, but we focused on those too and yeah, and the minute we filed our column, New Jersey announced that they're canceling yeah. <laughs> uh, the offshore uh windmills, and they they hoped the Governor of New Jersey is hoping to collect a penalty fee from the foreign uh company that was going to build those. But the foreign company says, no, they're not liable for anything. They're out of there. They, they can't deal with uh, the requirements of green energy, even if you pay them. It's not enough. So uh, the, the idea of powering our country on wind energy is not sustainable, to use the favorite word of the other side. It's not sustainable.
3: Well, but let's be honest about this now, John. I mean, the uh, the best the, the, the best you can say about New Jersey's cancellation is not because they realize what a boondoggle it was. In fact, there was a, a follow up piece very quickly about politicians who are figuring out how to keep the money that they've been given by these uh, massive uh, energy, green energy uh, boondoggle networks. Um, you know, and, and John Podesta, of course, runs a uh, nearly half a billion dollar fund out of the White House right now that is money that's meant to incentivize green energy. Literally, I mean, literally spending money like that. But it, they cancel because of the whales, right? Or was it, was it the whales or the dolphin? No, it's the whales that whales were dying from the windmills. And, and, you know, the presence of, of massive, are, ma- are whales, mammals, massive mammals washing up on the shore of a uh, Jersey shore became Im- I- impossible for politicians to I- ignore. Uh, by the way, I don't mean that as a negative thing. I mean that y- you take what you can get. If you can't win the argument on the truth, if it's the whales that carry the day, well, use the whales
1: well that's right and the and the windmills on the great plains there are thousands of them now and they're chopping up birds so you know you, there's no free lunch as a as conservative <laughs> economists used to say and even from the environmentalist uh perspective i mean the co- and the, and then you get into the cost of batteries and how batteries for electric cars are made i mean it's horrible expensive it's uh It's abusing uh, poor people in foreign countries to find the exotic metals which are needed for those batteries. Uh, And uh, the idea that there's a way to not use the Earth's resources to support the American way of life is just not valid. And uh, the oil industry, frankly, is far more efficient and more environmentally friendly than any alternative for producing the energy that we need to run our country. And that's just the reality that we have to face.
3: We're talking with John Schlafly in uh, his column, which is available over at uh, townhall.com and phyllischschlafly.com. John, you're turning into a tree hugger. I mean, you're turning into a trio, You're gonna, you're actually gonna have to be like you're for the birds now, and you're out there. You're gonna protest with uh, Greenpeace about the whales
1: and everything, um, John. Well, I admit I'm, for, <laughs> I am for eagles, our national symbol. And uh, when I was a child growing up along the Mississippi River, that was the only, that was the place in the whole country where the, the bald eagles and other eagles. Spent the winter, and uh, so I saw them. And now, you know, when they were endangered. Now, eagles aren't endangered anymore, fortunately. And there's there's many there's there's enough of them, but there's a lot of other birds which are being uh, chewed up by the windmills on the Great Plains. and then you've got the whales off New Jersey. I don't know what to say about the whales. I, I I read Moby Dick, but I didn't have a great love for whales after reading that book.
3: <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't think that that would be. I don't know. I guess people do, but um, but but John um. Is you know how the, the 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 woke movement? There's at least a feeling amongst um, some people, and I think it's somewhat concrete uh, that, that wokeism is is facing a sort of turnabout. Um, maybe even um, the uh, the universities, especially after they had this sort of Hamas uh, supporting efforts, and, and Donald Trump honed right in on it and said we need an American Academy, which is extraordinary to see him do and all. But it feels like those things have turned a bit. It, it, do you do you have a sense that the green energy thing now that gas is so high and we've got all these issues, we're going to have the Middle East up in flames likely or more in flames and has that turned the corner too? I mean, are we, are we seeing sort of an ebbing and flowing on the green stuff? And it's, and it's, um, and, and we're, we're, we're moving away from the insanity or are these just blips? Is that, that's my worry is they're blips and Podesta's still pumping out the dollars and, and, and we're, we're not, you know, Exxon and Mobil have, uh, record profits again, by the way, cause they, they're, they're able to charge a lot and they're, they're still, everybody still needs gas and oil. Uh, but uh, what about this green energy? Are we, are we making progress or is this a blip?
1: The Biden administration has not backed off one bit uh, on either the green energy or on the woke stuff. I mean, they're they're just, they're committed, they're ideologues, and uh, they're going to take Biden down to defeat next year, I feel. But they've not compromised on any respect of it. So, uh, you know, now you can say, or the American people coming to their senses? Well, uh, I don't know, because it's not just uh, the Biden administration, but uh Corporate America, uh, you know, maybe I noticed where the two biggest American oil companies, uh, ExxonMobil and Chevron, have both announced an acquisition of domestic shale energy in the, the Permian Basin in Texas. Uh, so they can see that, and they made a big investment. But putting that aside, uh, I think the whole rest of Corporate America and Wall Street are still committed to ESG, and ESG is basically, uh, you know, forcing using the power of financial intermediators intermediaries to force major corporations to sign on to the green agenda and the woke agenda. So there's a long, long way to go on that. Uh
3: um, John, uh, the, um, the, I saw Elon Musk made some comment about regulations and, and he, he, he referenced, uh, Lilliputians, you know, Gulliver, um, uh, Gulliver's travel, travels and how, you know, uh, politicians come and go, but once a regulation's in, 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 it stays forever, right? It never, you know, that, that's the thing I wonder about is, um, part of the trick here is that these forces sort of put things in place. And then when you go to roll them back, you roll back a little bit of it. And then they they sue about part of it and they and they and they stop the, uh, you know, the, 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 that part and the, the rest of it never happens. And, and it draws me to the border. There's lots of laws on the books on the border. And and yet none of them are being enforced. I mean, we do have a border. We do have laws and they're not being enforced. I mean, what do we do when there's not people in power that will abide by the law?
1: Well, that's, they are so right about that. And uh, a, a federal judge in Texas ruled correctly that uh, the you know, administration, the, the, the government, is required by law to actually remove people who are unlawfully present in the United States. You know, they can't don't have the discretion to pick and choose and just kick out just so supposedly, you know, the the people the worst. People and let the rest stay here. That's that's not what the law says. And yet the Supreme Court, when it finally went up to the Supreme Court last June, the Supreme Court said, you know, that's all true. But a court can't order the president to do something. And that's because that's our our separation of powers doesn't permit that. And so therefore, Biden is getting away with four years of not enforcing the law about uh, illegal migrants crossing our border and you know, what are we up to now? Seven million? I mean, it's simply astounding, unbelievable, it's changing our country. And of course, uh Donald Trump has vowed that he's gonna when he gets back in there, he's going to undertake the biggest uh plan of deportation in American history and uh I, but I used he'll be to fought every. He'll be fought every. single will. He will. He will. He
3: I used that. to. I, I used to think when I remember Romney said self deportation. Everyone said, Oh, we'll never do that in America. At this point, we have to do it. I mean, there's no. There's no uh, choice. John Schlafly. I'm sorry. I'm out of time. I hate to do it. I, I always enjoy talking to you. And John and I had a spirited conversation off the air also about health care and Obamacare and uh, Medicare Advantage and things. We'll have to cover another time. Um, we have to take a break though. John Schlafly. His column is over at Townhall.com with his brother Andy. Also available. Phyllis Schlafly.com. Be right back. Ed Martin, Pro America Report back in a moment welcome back welcome back ed martin here on the pro america report our friend chadwick moore is with us uh he of course is very well known now for his book tucker um, and it's uh, been out for a few months been very popular people have been getting it all over the place all seasons press is the publisher you can get it anywhere you get books um so welcome back chadwick how are you Hey, great to be back with you. Thanks for having me on. So the book, the book we had you on to talk about it. has it? It looks like it succeeded. I, it's hard for me to tell what sells anymore and how it works. How are you feeling about it? How's it going? Um, is it well received?
4: Yeah, I mean it's being really well received, which is you know the the, the best thing you can imagine. I mean when you're writing a, a biography about someone like Tucker, so means so much to so many people. You really want um to do him justice. You want people to respond well, and you know people have been. I mean people are really enjoying getting to know tucker a very you know relax some button tucker like who he is as a human being and and hearing about his life and everywhere he came from and not just it's not really a political point scoring book it's a book about a human being and and tucker's certainly you know fascinating interesting really smart really hilarious guy uh and and way more in-depth and three-dimensional um than you know most People would assume a cable news host or former cable news host, uh, was or is capable of being. Uh, so people, everyone, everyone who's, who's picked it up is, has sent the most positive feedback. And that, and that means, you know, as an author, that, that means everything.
3: It certainly seems to be well-received. I was mentioned to you off the air. Again, our guest is Chadwick Moore. His book is Tucker, um, available, all, all seasons press, available everywhere books are sold. I was mentioning to you that I saw him over on one of the podcasts uh, this past weekend, I think Theo Vaughn, and he was um, as relaxed as I'd seen him. And he was talking about how um, he had all this time now because he wasn't on the air. You know, he could go travel, and he was talking about that experience. He was a little bit darker, uh, Chadwick, in the sense that – he said he thinks that the, the powers that be aren't listening at all and that it's dangerous. And he talked a lot about being comfortable in Maine where he is and kind of referencing if you have to stay where, where that is and not, you know, travel because things get really unsettled. So be it. And if we get attacked, he said, you know, we're not going to get a, a nobody's going to throw a, a intercontinental missile, a missile at us. They're going to turn off our electricity and our, our e- internet and everything else. And I don't know. It was, it was kind of uh, interesting. Um, has, how has he adjusted? It still has to be, uh, on, you know, you're going at the top level of you you know, you're playing in game seven of the world series every night for years, two and a half, three years, and now it stops. Even if the the interviews are really popular on X, it stops. How's the adjustment been? Have you heard from him? Can you observe how that's been? I know it seems pleasant, but it's still big.
4: Yeah, it's huge. You're right, and it's it's a huge adjustment, and – you know, we were working on this book long before his show was taken off the air and actually pushed back publication after that happened. And I interviewed him a few more times and we added new chapters. And, uh, and you know, the book sort of ends two weeks after his show was taken off the air and he's kind of grappling with that. And um, it, it, I think he's probably the biggest adjustment uh, maybe isn't necessarily the attention because he didn't really – um pay attention to you know he doesn't watch television he doesn't read the usual sources he, he didn't pay attention to a lot of the chatter about himself uh mainly to stay sane and not become a jerk and an egomaniac right. uh, as many mentors in his life had, had told him when he started to get popular you know don't don't believe your own hype don't believe the things about you but i think the biggest adjustment is probably the routine he was a a you know corporate media guy forever and uh now he's just has nothing to do except for his X show. And he's still under contract with Fox and he's limited on what he's able to do uh, be, until that contract expires. Uh, and um, he's on X because from what I understand, Fox failed to include X and in their non-compete, which is why he's able to do that. Oh, but wow. he's um, very, uh, I think probably that adjustment, but it's not the first time, you know, he was fired from CNN and MSNBC. And, you know, I write about his, his kind of his time in the woods Literally and figuratively figuratively when that happened uh, time in the woods in maine and um, he you know just he he said he couldn't relax because there's nothing on the other end uh, during that time is actually mm. when he started the daily caller with his uh, best friend and college roommate Neil Patel mm. and uh, now they're trying to to raise money and launch their own media company, but I'm unsure how far they're able to get through that process while he's still under contract with Fox.
3: I see. see. Um, Again, our guest is uh, Chadwick Moore, um, and his book is Tucker. Very popular, well-received. You should check it out. Now, I do want to move over. It's got a lot of attention because you're kind of a Tucker expert, and you had access. So, you know, your Tucker expert access, even watching him on that podcast, he was talking about how when he was younger, he sort of, I think he said he was duped or he was um, uh, scammed into taking positions that sort of were what he thought he was required to do, and now he looks back and wishes he hadn't. I think he was talking about some some of the some of the 1990s, I think maybe he was referring to um, Perot, Ross Perot, as well as then later uh, the war in Iraq. But but be that as it may, you're a Tucker expert. And lo and behold, along comes Brian Stelter, the former CNN guy who's desperate to have any platform because they they finally fired him. Um, CNN. I mean, he wasn't competent, it seemed, for a long time and not not very pleasant. Nothing about it was a, a pleasant experience when I happened to see him. But it looks like he really lifted not only um the stories from your book which is offensive enough as a journalist like you and he's supposed to be one but he looks like he plagiarized it and so you've you've talked about this a number of places first of all is it literally true do you mean that he plagiarized like lifted paragraphs um it's one thing to be as you say a serial liar and take stories from someone else and claim you know things i think that's what he did for years but is he actually a plagiarist So he lifted quotes
4: from my book in an article for Vanity Fair, which I believe is now going to appear. It was taken from his forthcoming book about Fox News. Uh, He lifted quotes from my book and did not attribute them. Uh, okay that's, that's plagiarism
3: credit. yeah that's it yeah. that's how it works um, he, he
4: passed them off as as sort of vaguely his own reporting you know tucker told a friend etc cetera, etc cetera. well no you it, it's in my book uh and he, he doesn't mention my biography of tucker at all which he clearly read he was asking me for advanced copies for it right. <laughs> weirdly because I, I don't even know him i've never uh met him or spoken to him or interacted with him and before the book was published he was dming me about it and um so that's pretty slimy and gross uh, i think a part of the reason why he would not want to mention the book is because he wouldn't want you know i had access to tucker as you said yeah i hung out with tucker a lot i got to know him as a human being working on this book and uh i don't think tucker uh but brian seltzer obviously didn't have any access and i don't think that he mainly doesn't want anyone to he and his ilk would not want anyone to know about this book because it tells the story of a human being and not the two-dimensional villain that they hope to portray tucker as also there's the great irony of Brian Stelter fired from CNN uh, trying to write this kind of palace intrigue story in Vanity Fair about what really happened to Tucker Carlson, like he knows. And, um, you know, Tucker, when Tucker was taken off the air, millions of people were mourning. They were in grief. They still are. They miss him. Brian Stelter gets taken off the air, and I don't think a single person has even
3: noticed. That's I think you're right on that. And I think CNN was in its uh, if it wasn't a death rattle, it was something akin to a death rattle. And so um, all good point real quickly, just because uh, uh, I want to ask you about the, the most pressing thing that we we're going to talk about in a moment, which is airline travel. Um, but so real quickly, can you sue <laughs> it? Can you can you actually sue him for it, though? It, does, it doesn't look like it, it. it's a it's an actionable uh, cause or is it? Well, I'm not a lawyer, but I, but we certainly
4: have lawyers and I've alerted them to this and they're they're interested in looking into it. You know, I don't know if um I don't know if it'd be worth it, but I think it's just important to call it out. You know, yeah. all he had to do was just acknowledge that this came from this book <laughs> and the reason well, it just says anything about them that they couldn't even do that.
3: Yeah, well, and all the other thing is, as you know, and you're learning, but you you know well it's um, when you have a book, anything that's getting people to talk about your book. So even if you had even if you had some kind of correction, retraction, statement of clarification, you know, it helps people go, what? Oh, that guy, Chadwick Moore, he had access. Uh, all right. So pressing issues, though. There's you on on X in a fight with, I think it was, was it Matt Walsh and others. Uh, you know, Matt Walsh, a well-known conservative <laughs> character and a real character about airlines and putting your seat back and putting your tray table down. First of all, I know you feel strongly, so go ahead and give me your position on this. I'm agnostic on it. I, I sometimes hate it. I sometimes like it. I don't feel like it means a lot to me, but you do. Tell me what's going on here. Well, I'm glad to have this debate
4: with you as a neutral agnostic person in this highly contentious it's, – it's as contentious as pineapple on pizza, which I am uh, a fan of as, as well. Oh, I just uh, – I
3: don't like that. I'm sorry. That, no, there's no way. Okay, go ahead. Well, keep going. Well, we'll get into that next time. Okay. <laughs> right, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> so there's,
4: this pops up right now. You have these, in my opinion, these authoritarian anti-human forces in our society. Many who I'm sorry to say are on the right and <laughs> who I – Agree with and like, like uh-huh. Matt Walsh, who they call you a sociopath. They freak out if you recline your seat on an airline. And I'm very against it. First of all, the seat goes back about an inch. Uh, right. They claim it invades your space, your legroom, You can't use your tray table. None of that is true. In fact, the tray table is designed to not move if the seats reclined. Uh, my personal opinion is that these people are really they're cheap. And there's nothing wrong with being cheap. I'm cheap. Uh, but they're cheap and they're mad at themselves that they don't want to pay for the more expensive seats where this isn't an issue. And they still expect the same quality and comfort. And, coach, I'm sorry. Uh, the airlines wouldn't design the seats to recline if they weren't meant to be reclined. And right. I don't understand why people get so upset about this. It's a minuscule uh, it's, difference it's, in the amount of seats. To,
3: to me, it's the, uh, I'm out of time, uh, Chadwick. It, 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 I got to run, Rev, get in trouble with my producer. But to me, it's the best part of X when these kind of characters, Chadwick Moore is a well known guy now. And uh, thank you for being on the show, and Matt Walsh and others. Um, Am I going to run? Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. That's Chad Whitmore, author of Tucker. I'll put it all up on social media. Be right back.
0: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The National
3: Federation of Republican Women infamously used dirty tactics to push the late Phyllis Schlafly out in 1967 because she was a fearlessly authentic conservative. Biographer Carol Felsenthal recounted how at the time of Phyllis's bid for the coveted position of the NFRW president, quote, was better known nationally than any other woman in the Federation. She'd been traveling all over the country making speeches at the rate of three a week. The typical NFRW woman, a conservative, loved her, end quote. Yet because of Phyllis's groundbreaking contribution to the candidacy of Barry Goldwater in 1964 and her book, A Choice, Not an Echo, about the same subject, the men of the RNC conspired with liberals in the women's organization to silence Phyllis Schlafly. All these years later, the National Federation of Republican Women is once again disgracing the conservative movement. This time they're doing so by allowing biological men to join their ranks. A bylaw amendment was proposed by the grassroots to require that membership be extended only to actual women, not to men who claim to be women via transgenderism. Much like the candidacy of Phyllis Schlafly, this grassroots effort was denied by the NFRW leadership. NFRW President Eileen Subject explained that the National Federation of Republican Women can't be just for women because that would open the organization up to a lawsuit. We must ask ourselves the same question Phyllis must have been asking herself in 1967. If Republicans won't stand for the truth, who will? If even the party's official ladies auxiliary trembles in fear before leftist bullies, how can conservatives expect school districts, churches, states, and businesses throughout the country not to do the same? There's still hope in the midst of this troubling turn of events. The 1967 stonewalling of Phyllis Schlafly brought about the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the flagship publication that for many years was the sole voice for the conservative grassroots activists in a sea of hostile media. Good can come from even the worst of circumstances, but it's up to us to think like Phyllis and always bounce back.
0: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For more than 50 years, Phyllis led the fight against the dead-end road of radical feminism. Today, with the rise of so many savvy young conservative women, new voices are emerging. You're invited to voice your opinion on what's really important to women at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly
2: Report. Hey, welcome back here to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height, Going to wrap up the show for Ed Martin again here. And uh, happy to be stepping into the booth, filling in. But uh, thank you for letting me join you today. I really appreciate it. We had a couple of great interviews there. Man, John Schlafly and Chadwick Moore, um, always good. I, I, I like these guests so much. Uh, John and Andy's column always just gets into the weeds on stuff in a good way. Man, they get down to it. And uh, don't just hit the headlines and talking points, but they get into an issue and give you some good insight and understanding. Uh, Chadwick Moore, too, really good into stuff I really appreciate those, too. Uh, so I hope that you enjoyed those interviews. Uh, and then of course, uh, at the beginning of the show, we talked about what you need to know, the insurrection hoax that is happening uh, coast to coast. That really kind of brings me down to a final point that I wanted to make here, uh, wrapping up the show today, and I'll, I'll leave it as this. Uh, and this is even maybe you could call this a what you need to do, a call to action, uh, but uh, here's what it is, is what you need to do is become a leader. Become a reader. You heard me. It's <laughs> sounds kind of cutesy, but it's true. And I know that Ed talks about this as well. He's spoken of this several times. This reminds us greatly of our uh, dear uh, old boss, Phyllis Schlafly, uh, who passed away in 2016, that leaders are readers. Become. You need to become a leader. I need to become a leader. You and I both need to become leaders. We need to be readers. It is time for Americans to get into it again, to... Become readers, become educated on what's happening, become educated on what has happened, uh, read and understand uh, history, read and understand our recent history, read and understand the principles and the philosophies uh, that this nation was built upon, the principles and philosophies that we guide our lives by. Uh, boy, I tell you what, as uh, the younger generations are coming up with such nonsense— out of our uh, broken education system. I think that we are desperately in need of those of us in America who are understanding of what's going on to become well-versed and become understanding of so many of these different issues, just, just a little bit. You don't have to become an expert on all of the different things, Uh, but to understand a little bit of each of these different issues, to be able to speak intelligently about a well-rounded variety of things. uh, I think it is time. We are there. Uh, We are at that point in society when we need people to know things again, because that's a reality is that, The reason that that, uh, the left can pull off some of these hoaxes, like this insurrection hoax uh, that they're doing right now, and the masses go along with it, is because people are either uneducated, don't know what this is, don't understand what's happening, the ramifications and implications of it, uh, or they're just completely distracted and don't care. They are uh, awash in the glow of apathy or ignorance. And I tell you what, uh, apathy only goes so far before you get awoken. And realize, oh, my gosh, I have to care. This matters uh, when it comes to affect you. Uh, but ignorance, man, we can fix that right now. Uh, if, if there is stuff that is just uh, beyond you and me, then let's fix it. Let's uh, encourage our friends and our family and our coworkers workers to uh, fix that, get more involved, become more uh, well-rounded, become more educated on the issues, understand a little bit more uh, whether it has to do with all of the stuff that's going on with the Trump legal cases uh, and, and, you know, dive into it. What does that actually mean? What does the 14th Amendment say? Let me go ahead and read that. These things aren't out of reach for you and me, the average citizen uh, here in the United States of America. We can go and read the Constitution. We're not peasants in North Korea uh, or, you know. Uh, peasants in China or some other, you know, third world country or communist regime, uh, let's go, go and grab the documents, go and grab uh, the books that contain the notes of the people who founded uh, this nation, who wrote those documents. Let's see what it is that they were thinking and meant. And I think that it's relevant. It matters. It's worth our time. And I I guarantee you something. Uh, if we do that, I think that there is a motivation that will come with it, an understanding and a motivation that come hand in hand to say, wait a minute, I, I know what's going on. I know what this means, and I know what it doesn't mean, and I feel like I need to do something about this, and I feel like I need to get more people to understand and do something about this. I think it's time for us to become uh, readers again, for us to become well-educated and well-rounded and understood again, uh, just average everyday people, even if this isn't our expertise or our uh, specific chosen vocation or calling or uh, any of those things. If this isn't even our daily work, it's time for us to become understanding of a wide range of issues. Uh, And and really kind of like just like Phyllis Lafley was. uh, She had a command on such a wide range of issues. She was just she was interested in them. And she understood that as an American, this was a great privilege and responsibility to have a say so across all of these different issues, Uh, man. Why would we take that for granted? Why would we uh, let that go now when our country is in such a moment of dire need uh, for people to stand up, for people to take back and assume the power that they have uh, to be we the people, to send um, representatives who are well willing to represent the will of the people. Uh, We must be well-educated and well-understanding and motivated uh, to send the right people and motivated to keep them on track So would you join with me in that? Let's let's renew our effort as we come into the winter months here uh, And we're not doing as much outside stuff. Let's let's become readers again Let's become understanding of all of these different issues and uh, all of the different things that are happening in the world So that we can again become an educated populace that holds our uh, Representatives and holds our republic accountable Because, uh, my goodness, we could use accountability in Washington, D.C., and across the country, obviously, apparently Colorado and Georgia particularly, we could really use some accountability there. So, uh, would you join with me? We need to become leaders again. We need to become readers again. I think those two things go hand in hand. uh, And that is how we are going to beat this insurrection hoax. That is how we are going to beat the left. That is how we are going to beat the people who want us to become subservient to the government, uh, not we the people who tell the government what to do, uh, as we ought to. Here in America So I hope that you will do that with me I hope that you will And I am grateful for you Thank you for being a great listener And supporter of this show The Pro-America Report Thank you to uh, my co-producer Mason As we keep uh, things going here all the time Thank you to Ed For being such a wonderful host Again, thank you to you For listening Without you uh, This doesn't happen There's no point And we are grateful for it Uh, So We hope that you have a wonderful weekend. This is a good Friday, and uh, we will have a wonderful time getting some rest and rejuvenation. We'll see you back here next week on the Pro America Report with Ed Martin. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody.